0: As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field One will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into so too you also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: As I said at the beginning, we are beginning our season of Advent. The church church is asking us to be joyfully expectant, joyful expectation. That's the attitude we should have during this season of Advent. So how often when you've been waiting that you've done it in joy? Whether it's uh, waiting in a long line to pick up a prescription, whether it's waiting at a restaurant for a table to be freed up, or whether it's waiting for the cable TV repairman to come in that four hour window. I dare say we're probably not waiting with joy. But then again, even though picking up the prescription medication or having a meal or even trying to get our internet or cable TV fixed seems important, it is not ultimately what is important. We are waiting for the return of the Messiah. And that is the most important thing we can be waiting for. You know, before Jesus came, the human family was waiting, waiting for the Messiah to come for many, 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 many generations. King David was promised that his family line would continue forever. This became known as the messianic promise. The Messiah would once again establish an invincible Davidic kingdom. And as they thought about who King David was and what he did, he was very successful on the battlefield, vanquishing the enemies that would attempt to enslave God's chosen people. And thus they began to assume that the Messiah would do the same. In Jesus' time, those that believed the Messiah would come and even be able to overthrow the mighty Roman Empire, removing the yoke of the Romans on God's chosen people. Each generation of God's chosen people waited for God to defeat the latest tyrannical rule of their oppressor. But hindsight being what it is, we know the truth. It is the Son of God who became human, was born of Mary, and was named Jesus, a name that means God is with us. Now we know that he did fight an enemy and defeat that enemy, but that enemy wasn't uh, any tyrannical ruler, but instead was the devil himself. And the punishment of death that hung over the human family since its creation. Sin and death have enslaved and oppressed the human family more than any earthly tyrant. And Jesus was victorious over sin and death. Now, since his victory, Christians have anxiously awaited for his second coming, a coming that he promised would occur. And in fact, in the early Christians, they assumed that that second coming would be imminent, probably in their lifetime. St. Paul summed it up quite nicely what they were feeling when he said, Brothers and sisters, you know the time. It is, now, it is the hour now for you to awake from sleep. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is advanced and the day is at hand. As generation after generation of early Christians lived and then died, They became discouraged when Jesus' second coming did not occur on their timetable. But Jesus himself warned us that no one knows when the Son of Man will come again. We just know it will happen because Jesus promised it, just as he promised the gift of eternal life to each one of us. Now the hope in the second coming which is what gives us joy because we are waiting for the ultimate good, for the ultimate arrival, for the ultimate event in anyone's life. This is so important to our faith that the church calls us to focus our attention on his second coming each year during Advent. So the question we should ask ourselves as we begin this Advent journey, do we really look forward to the second coming? Are we waiting with joy in our hearts? After all, we have become comfortable in this life, despite the, pain, the sin, the pain, the suffering, and the injustices that occur during this life. The second coming is an unknown, just as eternal life in heaven is an unknown, a mystery. We really don't like mystery. We instead want to cling to what we know, and that is this life. But we can look to sacred scripture to at least offer us glimpses into that unknown. The Lord God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. As comfortable as we may be with this life, the life to come promises to be so much greater than even our imaginations. No more tears, no more death, mourning, wailing, or pain. This is the promise. For the Lord Himself with a word of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. As I mentioned before, those early Christians were getting discouraged and worried. They worried about their loved ones who had been baptized, but who had died before Jesus' return. What would happen to them? Thus, we have this scripture to assure them that when Jesus does come again, He will rise up those who have already passed from this life and they will join those of us who are alive as we are all brought up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And Jesus himself assures us, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. And he assured Martha, just as he assures all of us, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's probably the most important question. Do we believe in Christ's gift of eternal life? Do we believe that his second coming is an event to long for and not fear? Do we live lives that shows that that belief is truly in our hearts? Advent is a time to examine our hearts. Do we trust our God? Do we trust our Savior? Do we trust his promises that through our baptism he offers us the gift of eternal life? That through that gift we will enter into a new life either at the end of our natural lives or when he comes again. In any case This is the promise that Jesus himself makes to us all. Advent, yes, does help us to prepare to celebrate Christ's first coming. But the more important preparation, beyond the wrapping of gifts, the baking of cookies, and all the other preparations that we are doing, the preparation that we do in our own hearts, of preparing them to welcome the Lord when he comes. That is the preparation that matters.